Welcome to the Herd and Ten Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fertinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and Ten Podcast. I'm Jake Fertinsky. I'm joined by former defensive tackle Corbin Bryant. Corbin, the Bills are back in it. It's unbelievable. I feel like our listeners are going to be thinking, man, Jake and Corbin are just flip-flopping. We're just like everyone (laughs) listening to this show. Everyone who listens to this show is flip-flopping too because we just don't know what the Bills are. We know they're not a great team. We know they're not the team of last season. But we also know that the AFC is pretty bad and the Bills are in a really bad division. And if the Bills beat the New England Patriots, they can and probably will win the division. The Bills stomped the Carolina Panthers 31-14. to It wasn't a pretty win, but it was a win nonetheless. Corbin, I want to get your thoughts on this game. Is there any takeaways? Does this win really mean anything other than the fact that we're still alive? Well, here's here's the thing, Jay. Like, when you look at what we did yesterday, we, we did a lot of great things that we weren't able to do in the past. We were 4 out of 5 in the red zone, right? We finally got some semblance of a running game going. We got Devin Singletary, got 20 carries for 86 yards. They finally, I mean, they looked like they went to him and said, hey, Devin, listen, you're, the, you're our guy. We're going to have to just feed you the ball and just let you run it through. And he took advantage of his opportunities. Kudos to him. But can we develop the consistency to be able to continue to run the ball? Can we do it? That's the question. That's the question. Like we're on the we're, we're a team in the week in the week to week basis right now. Next week, can we run the ball? The week after that, can we run it? Football is a very simple game, Jay. It's a very simple game. Run the ball, stop the run. Run the ball, stop the run. Because once you're able to run the ball, I mean, look how open Gabriel, Gabriel Davis was yesterday. I mean, what a game by that guy. I mean, and, and Stefan Diggs, he speaks for itself. He speaks for itself. I mean, he, you know, was cooking on my guy, uh, Stefan Gilmore, a little bit yesterday, who is who I believe is a fantastic player. So that matchup was fantastic to watch. But, man, I mean, I, am, am I impressed with the win yesterday? I mean, not really. It, like, it's hard to win a game in the NFL, so kudos to our team. But, uh, again, we're we're week to week. We got a big game this weekend for the division. Are we going to show up? Who's going to show up? Is it the team that comes out with all the firepower and the juice and, and then, like, kind of loses it as we don't get momentum? Or are we going to keep it up? Are we going to stick to the game plan? Are we going to run the ball? And are, are we going to execute at a high level? So we will see. Like, we have to – the big thing this weekend, we're going to have to score in the red zone. So we'll see what Brian Dable dials up. I want to talk about two things from the game, and then I think we're going to move straight to the upcoming matchup because that's really the big thing at hand here. Two things from the game. Number one, I saw a little bit of creativity from Brian Dayball, which is big. We need that desperately, and I think that our offensive line needs it desperately. There needs to be some relief for them, and that includes both creativity from Brian Dayball and like you said it, running the ball successfully. We did it. Devin Singletary did it. And 
it was an interesting game. I don't think it's things we expected. But again, if this Bills team can find a way to successfully run the game, run the ball, it's going to give Josh Allen a little bit more time in the pocket. And that's all he needs because we saw on a lot of the big plays Josh made, they weren't on plays where he had tons of time in the pocket, but he had an extra split second that he could finally get the ball out versus having to roll out and scramble and whatnot. So that's a big thing. Number two, and you, you mentioned him already, Gabriel Davis. Man, this guy looks amazing. I mean, I'm starting to think that they got to start playing him over Sanders, even if Sanders comes back, because there is something that Davis brings that Sanders doesn't. Look, don't get me wrong. Sanders is a great player. He's had a great career, but he's not an up-and-coming guy. He's not a big play kind of guy where he can go up and get the ball. He's not a big body. He's not physical. I love the guy, but he's not physical. When you look at Davis, the things he was doing on the field, firstly, the sure hands, but the sheer size of him, the red zone targets, he makes Josh's job so much easier when we're throwing in the end zone. And that's just something Emmanuel Sanders doesn't provide. I think we got to start riding the hot hand here. And I think Gabriel Davis needs to be on basically just as much as Stefan Diggs. What are your thoughts there in the receiving core? Well, the first thing here, Jake, is we need to get Carlos Williams back from the show because uh, <laughs> if you can remember about five or six episodes, like, so hey, he, Jones. Was he, he was getting he was getting on them, but I, and we were both looking at him like, I mean, like, are are you kidding me? Like, but yeah, I mean, I tell you what, man, like if we can get it all together, and I and and you talked about East Sanders, right? He's a he's a veteran. He's a guy that you're going to need in the playoffs. Not that Gabriel Davis is not an ascending player. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. And I said on this show before, he's a guy that's going to get paid at some point. But our receiving core, when I look at the tiers of our team, our receiving core is near the top. Obviously, Josh is the, you know he's the horse. He makes it go. You know he's our he's our top player. But our receiving core, I tell you what, you can put it up there. At, you know, with the best in the league when you look at. A Tampa, when you look at uh, Green Bay with Devontae Adams and, and, and MVS and those guys, like we like Josh Allen, he he really has some legit weapons. And you know, once we all get get healthy and and we all get when we get into that playoff mode, in which I believe we're going to make it, our schedule tells us that we can make it. But you know, can we go out there and win it? So that that's that's the big thing. But our receiving core, wow, I mean. Fantastic. I mean, and, and you have to even include, I mean, our guy Dawson Knox. Now he's been, you know, he's had a little bit case of the drives a little bit this season, but I still think he's a fantastic player. He's great in the run game. He can block. So he gives you an, another, another key cog in the passing game that, I mean, Josh Allen's like, hmm, I mean, who, who am I going to throw it to on this play? I mean, he, he has a wide array of options um, to choose from. And it's, and it's a wonderful thing to have as long as the line blocks. So we look at this upcoming game with the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, of course, in Boston, in Foxborough, and they're opening at a two-and-a-half-point favorite, the Patriots. This is an interesting one because, yes, the Bills lost to them, but if anyone saw them play against the Indianapolis Colts, they looked awful. They did not look like a good team. They did not look like a divisional leader 
or divisional winner. Now, the Bills haven't really looked like that either, but that makes this a very, very interesting game. In my opinion, when we look at the Bills, I do think they're trending in the right direction. I know they have a lot of issues still, but their offensive line is hopefully going to be healthier. They're not going to have any guys missing due to COVID, hopefully, for the upcoming game. And that should make a big difference because that's really, I think, what the game is going to come down to. Can this Bills offensive line protect Josh Allen at all? Because against the Panthers, they basically couldn't, except for a few plays where they obviously held up and Josh was able to find Davis in the end zone, was able to find Diggs. But outside of those few plays, there wasn't a lot of success. However, when we look at the run blocking, there was some success. They opened some holes for Devin Singletary. Is that maybe our new storyline? Maybe this offensive line is terrible pass blocking, but maybe has found a way to get some run blocking going? Well, here's the thing. You know, I, I watched the game before. I watched it again today. Offensive line, they were opening up some ho- opening up some holes, but they were still getting blasted out there. So it wasn't like a a consistent performance for, from from the Bills' offensive line. I'm just gonna put that out there. It's the truth. They have to continue to improve. You know, we got guys rotating in and out of there. You know, we had to put uh, Williams back at right tackle. Cody Ford is in there in there at right guard. You know, he's he's doing the best he can, but he's you know he's still getting beat a little bit. Um, so we, we we just have to. We're pretty much a a patchwork line right now. Hopefully um, this weekend we can get Deion Dawkins back. I know he's on the, the COVID list. So um, hopefully he's he's getting better there. But when I look at this Patriots game and when you talked about what happened, it was a totally different team in Buffalo. And we saw that a few weeks ago. Indianapolis runs the ball down your throat, and they don't care. I mean, they have the best guard in the NFL. They have a great center. I mean, they have they have a – they have a former first-round pick at, at left tackle in, in Eric Fisher. So they are beefed up up front, and they are ready and willing to beat anybody out there in the run game. I mean, they ran for 226 yards against the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are a top-10 defense. I mean, who, I mean, who, who thought that was going to happen? But when you go out there and you, and you blast them in the face and you don't let your quarterback lose the game, in which that's what they did with Carson Wentz, they can win, but on with us, like I said before, can we run the ball as efficient as they did? I'm not expecting that. I'm just going to be honest with you. Our running game is what it is, but we have to establish it like we did yesterday, and we have to make sure that we're chopping it down the field because, again, they're going to run. They're going to do the same game plan. The game plan when you play teams twice, it's not going to change very much. You're going to have a little wrinkle here, a little wrinkle there. And I can guarantee you that the Patriots aren't going to run the ball 50 times again. That's that's not going to happen. But as far as a defensive game plan that Bill Belichick put together, it'll be about the same. Let them have the five, 10-yard pass. We'll try to beat you in the red zone. But what we're going to have to do is like just what you talked about. We're going to have to get creative down there. We may have to do a double pass. We may have to reach deep in the playbook and find our trick. We may have to do a double reverse or something like that to get in the end zone. But the key to this game this weekend is the red zone. We have to score in the red zone. I don't believe that the Patriots can beat us on with their offense. I don't think Mac Jones can. I mean, he's going to be a great player. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to tell me that the Bills are up 17 
to seven in the fourth quarter and they're putting the ball in Matt Jones' hand to win, oh, I'm taking the Bills all day because I still think I, you know, as you know, kind of leaky and you know we have a little bit of mistakes here on our defense. I still do think our defense is, is top tier and that we can hold down the fort if we get a you know ten or or fourteen point lead um, going into um, late into this game this weekend. Absolutely. This has been a huge shock to me, and I think I've said this now a couple times in the last week or so, but this defensive secondary for the Bills has looked amazing. The idea that we were done when we lost Tredavious White has not been a factor. Now, I understand they really haven't been tested a whole lot, but they look good. Dane Jackson looks really, really good. He is proving himself, and so is Levi Wallace. Those two guys have stepped up big time. We said it. it. When we lost Tredavious White, we needed one or both of Jackson and Wallace to step up, and they have done so. They've looked good. They've locked in on plays. They've taken very few penalties, and they've gotten the job done. And again, we're playing a Patriots offense, like you said, that does not have a great quarterback at the helm. They have Mac Jones, who's looked okay. He's gotten better as the course of the season has gone on, but he still doesn't look great. He doesn't look like a threat to dominate our defensive secondary. I think that we win in that matchup category. Now, the question is, do we win on the lines? Does our defensive line win and shut down the Patriots run game? That's exactly how we lost to them 14-10 to 10 just a couple of weeks ago. The question is, can we bounce back from that? Can we be a different team? Can we be more prepared? You nailed it. There are not going to be a lot of changes to what we saw in that last game, at least on the Patriots side. I think they're going to come in with a very similar mindset. They're going to come in and go, we're going to keep the ball as long as we possibly can, and we're going to make you beat us with Josh. And I'm thinking that Josh is going to put his body on the line on Sunday. He is going to do everything he can to win this game. I know he's got a sprained foot, sprained ankle, whatever it is. Please. That's going to have nothing to do with this game. Josh is going to be running like crazy. And you can say you don't want to see him do it. You want our O-line to protect him. But realistically, we know that there's going to be holes. They're going to be punching through. They're going to be getting to Josh. And Josh is going to have to take off. Are you nervous at all about Josh's health? Or do we just need him to give it everything he has? Because, I mean, I treat this game like a playoff game. Wouldn't you, Corbin? This is it. Yeah, every game from here on out is a playoff game. And one thing that, you know, Bills Mafia and everybody that listens here needs to know is that everybody's heard at this time of year. I mean, you could have even said that 10 weeks ago. Like, as soon as, like, the regular season starts, the, the nicks and the aches and the pains, they just – they just stay there. As long as you can run and you're upright and you can move, sometimes you go into a game and that adrenaline and that adrenaline rush, that can that can take you to the next level and you just even forget about all your injuries. So am I worried about Josh Allen's injury? No, but am I worried about us running him into the ground? A, a little bit. You know, we, we have to allow Josh to play quarterback. We have to allow him to do what he does, but Josh has to be smart. You know, I think he is – has a little little bit of that old Cam Newton in him where he thinks he can run people over. He hasn't jumped over people much this year, maybe one time this season, but he has to be smart and go out there. He has to start sliding. He can't he can't be taking these blockers on because he's a guy. 
I mean, we're we're poised for the playoffs right now. Just like I said, our schedule it, it sets us up. I mean, it's ripe for the picking, especially based on what it, who everybody else has to play. I mean, the Steelers are coming on in the north. I mean, the the Bengals and and the Browns they're going to be pretty much knocking each other out the next couple of weeks weeks. So we just have to really focus on you know our health. We have to win the game. Josh has to do what he has to do. He has to run the ball when he can, but he, he just has to make sure he's smart. And that's something that Coach McDermott and, and Brian Day will have to continue to stress to him. Like, okay, you know, we, we're late in the season. Be smart. We're, we're, we're trying to play seven more games this year, three more in the regular season, and then four more in the playoffs. That's what we're trying to do. That's all we have to do. So do your best to stay healthy, man, because we're going to – I mean, if there's if ever a guy that we need, it's Josh. Definitely. Josh is the guy we need. For those of you watching on YouTube, this is what I want to see from Josh all game long. First down, let's go. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see the fire in him because there's been weeks that we haven't seen that. And you and I talked about this. There's definitely some frustration on Josh's part because he's been under pressure nonstop this season. And if I were him, I'd be frustrated too. But I want to see that fire come alive. The way we saw him do it in Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. The way we saw him bounce back against the Indianapolis Colts last season in the playoffs. That's the Josh Allen I want to see. I want to see the guy do everything he can. I want to see the Josh that we saw in the second half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That cannot be forgotten. That was an unbelievable half. It was the best half of football I think the Bills have put together all season. They did it against a good team and they did it on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. That is what we need to do to beat the New England Patriots. You cannot make mistakes. I just want to refer to last game against the Panthers where Josh threw a really bad pick. That pick cannot happen against the Patriots. They will make you pay. They won't come up with a field goal after that. They'll either return it for a touchdown or go and put up a touchdown on the next ensuing drive. So you cannot make those kinds of mistakes. Josh needs to be smart like you said it, but he also needs to play with that heart and that passion because that is the guy we need right now. That is the offensive ability that we need desperately on the Buffalo Bills right now. Moving on here, we got two things to cover. We got one being... Who is the team you do not want to face in the first round of the playoffs? If the Bills make the playoffs, what team do you not want to face? And then after that, we'll talk game predictions. I'll tell you what, Jake. I, this, and this, this thought has been turning in my mind the last couple of weeks. I don't, I don't want to play tight. I don't because Derrick Henry, as much as people don't want this, the man is coming back. They said he looks good in practice. They said he's rehabbing well, and they're poised to be in the playoffs, maybe in that second or third position. So if we can kind of avoid that, I, I, I will be happy. But, I mean, if we have to go up against them, listen, the last time we played him, he had three runs, okay? And then one of the last ones, that 20-yard run, he beat us, and he had that long 75-yard one where basically – it was only it was all technique based. Guys not getting off blocks. Guys um, getting getting driven back and not getting any knocked back up front. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to see that guy Dev, um, uh, Derrick Henry run, running downhill. 
And that also makes Ryan Tannehill better. As you can see, like, he's been struggling. He struggled yesterday. But he's been – ever since Derek has been out, he's been really inconsistent. And, like, there are a, a lot of guys – I mean, he's got Julio Jones. Um, he's got Brown. He's got some great tight ends to, to throw to. But he's been he's been average. But with Derrick Henry, he – like, Ryan Tannehill's game goes from pretty much a six on the scale of 10 to about an eight. He looks like an all-star star out there. So if there was ever a team that I would I would not want to play – it would be the Titans. I mean, when you look at who we have, I mean, I would love to play the Patriots again in the playoffs. I would love to play the Baltimore Ravens. They're a team that that's that's reeling right now. I mean, I mean, give me give me anybody else for Tennessee, anybody. There is one other team that I'm concerned about at the top of my list are the Indianapolis Colts. Honestly, for a very similar reason to the Titans, they have a great running game. And we do not have a great run defense. We don't want to play Jonathan Taylor. Now, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor would do it again, but there's a decent chance he would have a good game against us. So I think that we're on the exact same page. We do not want to play a team that runs the ball incredibly well and has a superstar running back. That's what we want to avoid. We don't mind playing a team that has a good quarterback, that has a good passing team. That is actually what we want to play. Because the Bills have a great pass defense. Our run defense, very different story. So, And even though it's slightly improved over the course of the season, it's still nowhere near where it would need to be to honestly compete with a team like the Titans if Henry plays and the Indianapolis Colts if we have to go up against Jonathan Taylor. I don't like either of those matchups. Now, there's probably a better chance that we would end up against the Titans rather than the Colts, but it's certainly possible in any scenario. I would love to take on the Patriots. I think it would be a great matchup for us. I know we lost them, and I know we're going against them now, and we could lose again. I still like the matchup. I think it's a good matchup. I think it's a game where it's basically 50-50. I think we have a chance to win, and we have a chance to lose. I don't think there's really a favorite. That's why I don't love the two-and-a-half-point spread. It would not surprise me if, as this week goes on, it reduces to probably one and a half. I think that that's probably more in line with what this game is going to be. Now we got to talk score predictions. I feel like I don't have a choice. I have to go with the Bills. I believe, I believe, I have to believe. If I don't believe, how am I a Buffalo Bills fan? I I mean, I I just think the Bills are going to win 17 to 13. I don't know. It's going to be a tight game. I don't think our offense is going to come out and be lights out, but I think they'll be just good enough to win. And I think our defense is going to be just good enough to get us that win. Corbin, let's get your thoughts here. Jake, like I said before, the major key this week is the red zone. We went four for five yesterday. I'm thinking that the Bills, we're going to get in the red zone. We're going to get in the red zone at least five times. I can guarantee it. Anybody that wants to bet me on that is at me on Twitter. It's fine. But we're going to get in the red zone. If we go three for five and score some touchdowns in the red zone, we're going to win this game. And we may have to, we're going to kick a couple field goals in there. So I'm going to say 27 to 17 the Bills are going, are going to win the game. And it's all based on if, if we can score in the red zone, this game is a wrap. But, it's, it's, I mean, and I say that like it's an easy thing. Trust me, the, the, the Patriots are number one in the red zone. So we really have to – like I would be really happy if I read in the press clippings 
that, oh, yeah, all Tom Montgomery wants to do is work on red zone this week. I would be, yes, just do it because we're going to be able to get down there because they're going to let us. So, yes, sir, 27 to 17 bills. We're going we're, we're gonna to take this one because mainly because we have to. Like, if we don't win this game, I mean, we could be right back back on the outside looking in. So look for the guys to come with the heat this weekend. Yeah, it's desperation mode here. And look, it's not to say the New England Patriots aren't desperate as well, but I just have this inkling that the Bills are really coming in ultra desperate for a win. They lost to New England. They were supposed to be the leader of this division. They were supposed to be a great offense, a great team. And the Bills have not been that. I've heard so many analysts talk about, they're all waiting for the Bills to emerge. We're waiting for it. And maybe they're going to emerge now, late in the season. Maybe this is what happens. Maybe the Bills go on a little streak here. I mean, look, they played the Carolina Panthers. They got a win. That team isn't very good. If they go and beat New England, that's 2-0 and in the last two games. Then you go and you knock off a win against the Falcons. You knock off a win against the Jets. You're going 4-0 and walking into the playoffs. That's a very good place to be. Not to mention they would win the division and therefore be playing a wild card team. So I like the Bills' chances. I like them going into Gillette Stadium, and I like them playing like this is their last game of their lives. I think that that's the way the Bills are going to play, more so than the Patriots. I think the Bills want this game more than the Patriots want it. I think we're hungrier. I think we're more desperate. And, I mean, that's my take. We'll see what happens. I don't know, but it's going to be close. I like that you talked about the red zone. That's what it is. You know, I have the Bills only putting up 17, but I still think they're going to put up touchdowns in the red zone. Like, it has to happen. That is the only way you're beating this team. And you nailed it because if they do that, they will win this game. There is no question if the Bills succeed in the red zone, they will win this game. There is no way New England's putting up 24, 27, 30 points. It's not happening. I honestly would be surprised if the Patriots surpass 20 points. I'd be very, very surprised. So I like the take. I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Bills are winning. I think it's going to be close, but I think they're going to finally have some success in the red zone like they did against the Carolina Panthers who don't have a bad defense now. It's not as good as the Patriots, but it's still a good defense and we showed up and showed out. So we're going to see what happens. Of course, weather could be a factor as well. Going to be an interesting game. Corbin, love to hear that take. We're pumped for this game. The Buffalo Bills are going to win this game, and they're going to win the division. Let's go. Bills, baby. Go Bills. Go Bills, everybody. Let's do it. on the Escalator Podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hey, it's Brent. Hey, I'm Chris. We're the hosts of the Kids on the Escalator Podcast on the Game One Day. We talk about the coolest stuff in the universe, like comic books, like movies, like video games, sometimes even some wrestling. Things get a little out of hand. 
Currently, we're breaking down every single episode of the Book of Boba Fett, and it's pretty friggin' cool. Kidsontheescalator.com, Dean Blundell Network. Good times. Rad dudes. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.